Welcome to History from the Back Pages. I'm your host, Colin Sugg, bringing you this week's film review. So far, we have covered many different films of many different genres. I've enjoyed reviewing the films that I've chosen thus far. There have been some that I greatly enjoyed, some not so much. But overall, I really enjoyed doing this theme of looking at films that I have not seen before from about 20 years ago or greater and giving my thoughts, rating them on a 1 to 10 scale. And it's talking about the projection of the film, some interesting facts to know, main characters and the main plot and what I recommend you watch it. Well, today's film was suggested to me by a variety of fans of the program. They suggested that this would be a great one for laughs to review, a great B-movie that could be really fun for the History from the Back Pages to go over. And I want to preface that by saying this film is not an Oscar-worthy film by any means. This is just a good, fun film that if you really like the common movie tropes and you like over-the-top acting and over-the-top uh, like plot, you're really going to enjoy this one. And just don't take it seriously and you'll be fine. I say that for some of these movies that I might do in the future. Just don't take it seriously. You'll definitely have some laughs and hopefully you at least have some pleasure out of watching this film. And the film that the people suggested I review is called Venomous. The movie was released in 2001. It is a B-movie disaster film directed by Fred Olin Ray, who, interesting fact, he actually is an enemy, Emmy Award-winning film director. He has been a screenwriter, producer, director of more than 200 low-to-medium-budget feature films, including horror, science fiction, action-adventure, crime, dramas, holiday films. So he definitely fits the box for this type of low-budget film. So I guess you could say he was a good choice for director in terms of he knew what he was doing with the low budget in terms of making it over-the-top and ridiculous. So let's get to the movie. So Venomous is pretty simple in the plot. And of course it makes no sense. A lot of the plot, there are plot holes throughout the film. But not as many as you may think with this type of movie. So the plot of Venomous is in 1991, a group of, I don't really know, According to online sources, they are supposedly Iraqi commandos, but frankly, they could have been from any Middle Eastern country, even from any country, but two commandos or assassins, secret spies, break into a secret government lab. They don't say where it is, but based on how the movie goes about, my guess is it is in California, the secret government lab. And the lab has the classic 
evil mad scientists. Lots of these B-movie types or like low-budget disaster horror uh, action films always have the classic tropes. And the most classic ones are crooked real estate developer, mad scientist, corrupt government official, and evil military leader. Those are some of the four common tropes in these types of films. This one checks free out of the four boxes. There is no corrupt, crooked, real estate developer, sadly. But it checks the other three boxes with uh, corrupt government, bad military leaders, and evil scientists. So it fits those three boxes. So at this secret lab, the scientists are working on genetically modifying, wait for it, rattlesnakes. So right there, they're trying to use like some sort of virus, toxin, some sort of airborne disease that they're hoping the snakes will be able to spread because they want to use this in battle. That is what I assume is the reason for genetically modifying the hundreds of rattlesnakes they have in cages and boxes in the lab. And they don't really explain what war, but I guess you could say maybe it was towards 1991, so fighting against Middle East probably would be most likely. And they're using the rattlesnakes, hoping to be able to conflict high damage counts on their enemies when they release them in battle. So I guess, for example, they could be fighting in the Middle East and then somebody has like a truck and they open it and snakes like come piling out and then they start infecting and biting the enemies and they start dying and it's like really horrific. I guess you could say that's how they would use them because of course they don't explain what they're going to do with the snakes besides guessing that someone in the Middle East is not going to like being bit by this genetically modified rattlesnakes. So why there, the assassins or spies start killing people and they, they want the snakes to use. And of course, they screw up and the snakes manage to be released. So they escape the lab. And of course, the corrupt government has the classic man. He has a classic phone call. He's like, we screwed up big time. We're going to be in big trouble if people find out that we are genetically modifying rattlesnakes in the secret lab. We got to cover it all up. We got to make sure that no one finds out that we were doing this. So make sure that we bribe everyone off. Make sure that it's all covered up forever. And we're going to look like geniuses that no one ever found out about our scheme of genetically modifying these snakes. Well, of course they fail. And the snakes are managed to escape. And somehow they get like underground. So the snakes get underground. And now we move 10 years later to where the film takes place. It takes place in a small fictional town, I believe, in California called Santa Mira Springs. And the snakes were underground near Santa Mira Springs. 
and there was a big earthquake there that caused the snakes to be able to escape from the underground. So the snakes escaped from their underground lair. And while there, they managed to escape. And this is where the action happens. So in Series of Mirror Springs, we have the main character, Dr. David Henning, played by Treat Williams. He's been in many films, B-movies, musicals, big screen pictures. And he's just like an ER doctor in a hospital in San Mary Springs. And he's the guy who has to stop the snakes because the snakes escape from underground and start infecting lots of citizens. People start dying because it's a fatal virus. And once you get bit, you suddenly die in a period of time, very fast. And Treat Williams' character, David Henning, tries to correct the situation. He's trying to stop it from killing more of his friends and family. And one of the people helping him is his second-in-command doctor, Dr. Eric Foreman, played by Haynes Janik, who's a German actor. He's been a voice actor, audiobook narrator, author. He's been in lots of low-budget B-type movies. He is his second-in-command at the hospital. And also another crucial part of the film is the character... Dr. Christine Edmonton Henning, who is Dr. Henning, David Henning's ex-wife, played by Mary Page Keller, who's been in loads of soap operas and lots of TV shows and those kind of movies. She is his ex-wife, and she works in Washington, D.C. as a doctor who studies viruses, so she's crucial to the plot and that Dr. David Henning contacts her, wants her help looking at the sort of blood and infections of the people who got bit by the rattlesnakes. And he sends it to her in DC and she investigates and finds out that it could be a very dangerous virus. So she of course gets on a plane to travel there. And her boss is a general in the military, General Arthur Manchek, played by Jeff Pearson. He's been in loads of TV shows, Dexter, Grace, 24, Disney Survivor, Unhappily Ever After, many more. And General Manchek, at first, greenlights the investigation to the snakes. But when Dr. Manchek reports to his boss, the main villain of the movie, Besides the snakes, he is the guy who checks up the boxes as evil military leader. He is maniacally evil. He has the evil laugh down very well. That is Major General Thomas Sparks, played by actor Tony Dennison, born Anthony John Sorrow, known by stage name Anthony Dennison. He's an American actor. He's been in loads of low-budget TV movie type films. He's the main villain. And he, of course, tells General Manchek in a phone call, in a person, it was all our fault. These are the snakes that we were working on at the evil government lab. We cannot let anyone know about this. 
So, of course, Gerald Sparks has General Manchak cover it all up and make sure that Dr. Henning and his ex-wife, Dr. Edmonton, are not able to investigate the cause of the virus. And they want to make sure that they'll never escape the town. So, of course, the evil military ghost, Samara Springs, puts it on quarantine. No one can leave, no one can come. So the whole entire town is completely isolated from the rest of the world. And while there, the snakes start killing more and more. And the evil generals try to say that it was like Ebola or some stupid virus that they fought that people would fall for. And while there, the general, Tom Sparks, the evil one, who's more evil than Jeremy Manchek, he is like the only way that we can completely cover this up and make sure no one ever finds out is if we blow up the whole town. So we're going to get a jet, drop a bomb, and that's the end of Sam Air Springs. It's going to blow up. So everyone will die, and they'll not be able to talk about it, and no one will ever know that these snakes were our doing. So General Sparks greenlits it, and he's able to talk to somebody under the president, who is like a research advisor, and he tells them that Sam Ray Springs is beyond hope. He basically, in a phone call, video chat, is like, I'm sorry, Sam Ray Springs is over. The virus is just too much. We can't handle it. We need to blow it up. So the advisor is like, sounds good. So then the town is going to explode if they drop the bomb. But luckily... Dr. Henning and Dr. Edmonton are able to use the media and get their point across that there are people alive and not dying in San Marie Springs. So they're able to fort the evil general and the utter evil general's scheme. And in the end, they're able to survive. So thank goodness it was forwarded, the evil scheme by the military and the snakes were forwarded. Or were they? So thank you for listening to um, this review of the film Venomous. It was a cheesy B-movie of all the classic B-movie tropes. Ridiculous overacting from some of the generals and doctors. But Treat Williams did fine as his role as a doctor. I actually thought he was fine. He was easily the best actor in the film, by far, he is able to act unlike a lot of these people who could not. And you can see it was the writing, of course, too. But he at least was believable as a doctor. Some of these people were not believable as doctors or the characters they played. But the generals did fine in their roles. The Jeff Pearson was fine as General Manchek, and Tony Danson was fine as General Sparks. Because General Manchek was portrayed as bad at first, but he did have a moral code and a conscience, unlike General Sparks, who did not. And if I rated it on a 1 to 10 rating like I have been doing, first, I don't know if I can critique it on a realistic 1 to 10 scale because the movie is not a fantastic film, but I guess if entertainment scale, I think I'll use that for films that I enjoyed to an extent, but they were not like 
classic Oscar-worthy films, or films that I would highly recommend. This is more just like a enjoyable, pleasure, guilty pleasure type of film. So I guess, an entertainment value scale, I'd give it a six out of ten because there was enjoyment in the film. The snakes were fun when they would bite someone and then they would totally have a problem. That was enjoyable and there were some nice explosions in the film and it wasn't horrifically acted and the plot was not the most dull or ridiculous ever. Because there's been plenty of films like this with the scientists, government, and um, military with using some sort of snake or tarantula monster some sort of animal that they inject with a virus that they want to release on people to test it out or commit some sort of atrocity so thank you for listening to this week's episode of history from the back pages season six episode 11 my review of the film venomous from 2001 starring treat williams and if you have any suggestions for next week's movie, feel free to comment on Instagram, History from the Back Pages, Twitter from History from the Back Pages. I can be found on both of those social media sites. And if you have any comments or just want to talk about movies, feel free to let me know. Thank you. See you next time on History from the Back Pages. Colin Sugg signing off.